Well, we really well and truly had a lot going on today in terms of the news. I mean, we had the peace agreement, which, by the way, is historic. For years and years and years, we've heard peace in the Middle East. Well, the president has the leader of Israel there, has the leader of Bahrain there, the leader of the UAE. We'll get into all that in, uh, uh, in due course. But he's got peace agreements with, with all three countries. It's incredibly historic. That is good for us, the United States, for the Middle East, for the whole entire world. And it was like, it was tough for the news media to even cover it. You know, it's, it parallels the coronavirus vaccine. If a coronavirus vaccine is created and is open and is available to the public, that is a good thing. We've just spent, we got, our entire summer was ruined because of coronavirus. Well, the citation being coronavirus. And, you know, only 6% of people that died from coronavirus, don't, coronavirus was the only thing. You know, everyone else, the 94% had comorbidities, pre-existing conditions. Yet, we used that as an excuse to shut down an entire country. And I said, I continuously said that we should not go through with this. The way to save lives is to reopen the country. I said that when it, we first started this. Remember, it was 15 days, slow the spread. 30 days to slow the spread. It lasted an entire summer. It totally ruined, wiped out people's entire summers. You know, and now we still have it going on. We have now the LA County Public Health Director saying out there, Barbara Ferrer or something like that, saying that, yeah, we can't move to fully reopen until, well, uh, let me think, uh, after the election. Now, we all know that we, as conservatives, we know that, that this is what the Democrats' playbook is now. Utilize coronavirus as to keep states, cities, small businesses all locked down until after the election. It'll be so very interesting to see on November 4th how small businesses, how cities, if they get the green light, how politicians, uh, primarily the Democrat Party, how they react to uh, coronavirus but anyway so I don't want to get into coronavirus right now we have the uh, peace agreement which we'll get to but I wanted to first start out with Jim Cramer CNBC Jim Cramer welcome to Mad Money welcome to Cramerica Jim Cramer today called Nancy Pelosi so they're doing an interview and by the way he said Nancy Pelosi on uh, Mad Money, he sat her on uh, his show in the morning, I couldn't tell you the name of it, uh, uh, plenty of times. And by the way, I'm a fan of Jim Cramer. Jim Cramer is by no means a conservative. Jim Cramer, if I had to tell you, he's a Democrat liberal as far as I'm concerned. But I have such an admiration and respect for Jim Cramer for what he does. He goes on TV in the morning, he goes on TV at night, uh, his show... Mad Money is on CNBC, 6 o'clock uh, Eastern uh, time. And he literally takes phone calls from everyday Americans. He, he has uh, CEOs, people that are, you know, important to the business world. And he literally tries to make Americans money, make them wealthier, make them richer in any, you know, form that he possibly can. And... Before Jim Cramer got to this point as a successful, you know, TV 
personality and he owns uh restaurants as well i know for sure he owns one i don't know if he owns uh a lot more but he was lit i mean this was a man that had to deal with he was robbed he was living in his own car you know this by all means jim kramer by all means is an incredibly successful american who tries to help out more americans now here's something that he knows and this is his party that does this that wants to get people fired that tries to force them to resign that tries to get their names slandered and libeled all throughout this country so he gets on there he's got pelosi on and he says to her well are we gonna what are we gonna come to a jail what are we gonna do here crazy nancy and it was it's like there you go jim excellent fantastic you hit the nail right on the head crazy nancy should be her name nervous nancy whatever you want to throw at her because she has done nothing zero nada for the american people since she was became uh you know elected to congress in the 80s she what piece of legislation what bill what law can you cite for me and say this was all nancy pelosi's doing there's nothing she has held the people in her cons uh, the constituents in california in her district she has held them at ransom vote for me don't you dare say anything bad about me or else well i take this for instance you're gonna lose your salon now we know about the whole salon owner erica kiosk keys whatever her name is never did get her name correct uh correctly pronounced uh yeah maybe i did who knows but either way besides the point she has you know nancy pelosi's assistant texts her friend or the stylist in her salon and says hey you know yeah pelosi's assistant texts me and said she wants me to get her hair done here then she gets caught on camera not wearing a mask which democrat i mean like that's their new like sales pitch that you, you wear your mask wear a mask wear a mask i know i for one am sick of wearing a mask i think everyone else should be sick of it at this point in time after all the lies and flip-flopping we've heard from the cdc from the democrat party from governors from mayors all throughout this whole entire summer i'm so tired of it and i know there's a large large portion in this country that feel the exact same way about it as well you know we uh, we wear it to protect everyone else i get that but goodness gracious me it's about time we start taking these masks off but anyway so the salon owner no longer there she has to pack up she's got to move out because nancy pelosi looked bad by all means she should be called crazy nancy nancy pelosi who hasn't wanted to work with the senate with the house republicans on making any deals whatsoever that says this is such a you know this is sad this impeachment wow and then she's giving out pens you know she's smiling she's happy about it it's unbelievable how partisan she is how bad she is for this country once she retires we might actually get some good results done in this country let alone all the accomplishments donald trump has accomplished for himself and his administration and nancy pelosi chuck schumer haven't wanted to work with him on a single thing all they know all nancy pelosi knows in life is how to polarize politicize divide people 
That's the only thing she knows how to do. She doesn't have the American people's best interests in mind. Absolutely not. She never has. The only people that she cares about, I've said this before plenty of times over, are people that advocate for abortion, criminals, and illegal aliens. That's the Democrat Party. That's who they care about. That's it. By all means, she should be called Crazy Nancy. But immediately after Jim Cramer says it, you watch the interview. He immediately starts to walk it back, and he goes, oh, "I'm sorry, you know that that's what that's what the president says." Then look at—he fires off all. Listen to all these tweets. Did anyone bother to listen to the whole interview? It was about how horrendous it is that the president calls Speaker Pelosi crazy Nancy. It's unfortunate, ill-advised. People criticizing me must have never, must not have realized the point. Never should she be called that. He continues, it disgusts me that she is called Crazy Nancy. She has spent her whole life in public services. My critics didn't listen to why I mentioned it because it is horrifying. Then he continues, when you criticize the president by mentioning what he calls the Speaker of the House, you should not be criticized for mentioning the terrible names he calls her. And the tweets just continued. I mean, they didn't stop until, they, let's see, still going here. One is like a full half hour. And then the whole day, he sort of has to... um walk back what he said now i'm not surprised like i said i'm a fan of jim cramer but this is what jim cramer's democrat party does to people if you say anything that goes outside of what the twitter box or the instagram tells you to say then you immediately have to apologize you immediately have to bow down to this you know i've heard it been called the mob before you know the, the and the, all these people are all for black lives matter antifa and it really comes to a point and this dovetails into a, a piece i have a little little later on um in american greatness uh and i'll give you the i'll give you a little uh, uh foreshadow here america's on the ballot so let's win it's by matthew booze uh in the uh, in american greatness like i said we'll get to that uh momentarily but that's what the Democrat Party, that's what is, that's why this election is so dang important. And something else that scares me, and it really, really well and truly does. Now, last night, we, um, there was a, a tweet came in that I saw. I remember putting it in, uh, we talked about it uh, real quick. They didn't spend much time on it. Was um, Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris saying that this is the Harris administration alongside Joe Biden. Now, to me, I wanted to do more to think and really, you know, unpack this. A Harris administration with Joe Biden. Kamala Harris is a senator from the state of California. Kamala Harris doesn't know what this country is about. She doesn't care to know what this country's about she doesn't care about the people that make this country work the plumbers the drywallers the painters the electricians you know the the garbage men the bus drivers the police have you heard kamala harris say anything about the deputy sheriffs who were who were shot or the sheriff's deputies who were shot in the face taken to the hospital did you ever say anything about black lives matter or antifa how does she get away with her support for the Minnesota Freedom Fund, which let out criminals back onto the streets of Minneapolis? 
How does she get away with that? Now, Kamala Harris, why is how about when she was Attorney General of California, prosecuted thousands and thousands of African Americans because of marijuana? How about that? That doesn't really play in the Democrat base. How about a California right now? Listen to this article in the New York Post. California, uh, here it is. Uh, excuse me, let me just uh, get it up a sec. Here it is right here. Smoke from West Coast wildfires reaches New York City. Uh, are you kidding me? Now, as far as the fire, uh, listen to this. The smoke will remain elevated between 15,000 and 20,000 feet above our, above our heads, was one of the quotes. You know, the widespread haze is likely today in New York City as a plum of wild smoke, uh, wildfire smoke from the western U.S. moves overhead. That smoke from California has reached all the way to New York City. It's like, you got to be kidding me. It was not expected to worsen air quali uh, quality listed, and the main sign of the smoke along with the haze would be a yellow or brown tinge in the sky. That was the National Weather uh, Service's New York office saying that. But it's like, are you kidding me? This is all the way from the West Coast now reaching here. This smoke, was it just traveled over the country? I mean, my goodness gracious. California is a failing state. California, overwhelmingly run by Democrats. Who's the Democrat senator in California? Oh, that's right. Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris, who has the most liberal record in the United States Senate. So when she says a Harris Biden, oh, and by the way, how about we can't forget, uh, are you aware of, of the perception of ICE and the being the KKK? All that's Kamala Harris. We know about Willie Brown and how she was nothing but a mattress. That's what really got her career going. Do we really want that woman in charge of the country because i think in her mind now think how sneaky and sly do you have to be the american people the democrats that with the democrat voters totally rejected kamala harris they rejected her she was awful no one wanted her to be the nominee but because she's so consumed and fueled and needs to have power in her life she makes this deal. Okay, well, I guess, well, this is the way that I can become president. I'll work with this old man who isn't even there. I mean, it's a joke. Oh, my God. He was he was in Kissimmee, uh, Florida today. And he gets on stage. And he gets his little, uh, his phone out there. And, you know, here he goes, right? He, he starts playing, uh, <laughs> what's the song? Despacito. It's like, oh, my goodness gracious, Joe. Are you... Are you actually kidding me? He looked like such a moron doing it. And it was to Latino voters as well. <laughs> you, know, you really truly can't make it up with Joe Biden, who's just cognitively not there, mentally not there. You know, even physically now, there's questions about that. This is a Joe Biden that is just a total joke. The campaign's a joke. The people working on the campaign are total jokes. It's, 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 we should, by all means, see a landslide. But Kamala Harris, she scares the living daylights out of me. If we were to ever have her as our president, take a look at California right now. Take a look at it and, and see what's happening. You turn your appliances off, turn your air conditioners down, 
wildfires everywhere, no plan on how to, you know, contain them at all, the president having to save them, that's, that's what the whole country would become if Kamala Harris, I mean, letting people out of jail, the Minnesota Freedom Fund, Kamala Harris, that's what happens to the entire country if we were to elect Joe Biden, who again, you know, and Joe Biden, you know, Joe Biden, oh my goodness gracious, I mean, how many times have we heard Joe Biden, hey, let me get the list, right, Joe Biden, what does Joe Biden say? My state's a slave state, and, and, and you can't go into a 7-Eleven without a slight Indian accent. You know, poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. And oh, remember, I, I never bring this up anywhere, but remember the whole, and, and Corn Pop was a bad dude. And I, I like kids, you know, they used to brush the hair on my legs, and I like the kids sitting on my lap. Just a creepy, deranged, confused old son of a gun that really doesn't even know where he is anymore would joe biden be able to broker a peace deal in the middle east guess what he's had his shot everything that donald trump has accomplished joe biden has had his shot at doing and he never ever was able to do anything about it the second most powerful man in the entire world for eight years and what does he have to show for it? Not a single thing. 95 million Americans under Barack Hussein Obama, President Hope and Change, and Joe Biden out of the labor force. That's what Joe Biden and Obama brought to this country. You know, thank God we have Donald Trump now. This is, I mean, it's a whole, it's, it's really like, the, the, like, think of it as like a ship. And you had Biden and Obama hating this country getting people to hate this country and you know education where we see indoctrination on how to hate the united states it was like the ship went to this 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 lessening you know like a a drowning left turn right as if the left of the boat was getting weighed down for eight long years but now look at the pushback from donald trump trying to level off the boat, get us, you know, at least balanced again. That's the way that I'm starting to look at it. We need to have four more years of Donald Trump so that we're actually balanced again in this country. You think Joe Biden is going to unify this country? Absolutely not. Joe Biden and Obama for eight years divided this country. Donald Trump's pushing back on the media that we're all in for it and the Democrat Party that all played their role, their part in the division we see now. Four years of Trump, you had eight years of Obama. The best way to curtail that is to give Donald Trump eight years. Then maybe we look at balance. Then maybe we look at unifying. But any time there's a chance to unify this country, to bring people together, the Democrat Party says absolutely not. The right always has to be the one to reach over to the left side of the aisle. And when they do, and they try to compromise, they try to work with the Democrats on anything, the Democrats move further to the left. There's no appeasing the Democrat Party. None whatsoever. And we're seeing them collapse in front of our very eyes. For Republicans, I continuously say it. The ball is on the goal line. 
you know, you got to put it in terms of the Marxist Football League, the MFL. You have a star quarterback, that being Donald Trump, putting a, you know, a, a, a 30, 40, 50-yard pass right into your hands. Catch the ball, score the touchdown. Have a, you got a star player who, who sets you up for a great goal. All you have to do is put the ball in the net. That is how Republicans should look at this election season. Lead, but you know, follow Donald Trump's lead. Show the American people everything that the Democrat Party is advocating for. How they all listen to Soros and the Open Society Foundation. You know, it, it, they, all they want is Soros says jump. The Democrats say how high. It, it, it just it, it's right there it's so frustrating you know it, it's hard for me to sometimes put it into words how frustrated i get with the republican party donald trump, look at what donald trump was out doing he just wrapped it up unless i didn't watch the full entire thing but i saw some of these questions you got this this woman on there who's looks like she's wearing a bet looks like she just got out of the shower who says should 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 coverage for pre-existing conditions which obamacare brought to fruition be removed um and then uh donald trump says no the president says no she's like oh please please stop and let me finish my question sir should that be removed within a 30 and by the way when has donald trump ever said that he's going to remove pre-existing conditions from obamacare he's never once ever said that he was going to do that Yet this is a Democrat talking point. I, you got this guy on here, and they're all wearing their their mask. I thought you were doing a good job with the pandemic. Then you took your foot off your, the gas. Why did you throw vulnerable people like me under the bus? Like when did he ever take his foot off the gas? He never has. Again, it's just a Democrat talking point. He saved thousands and thousands of American lives because. Donald Trump, when there was one known case of coronavirus in the U.S., shut down travel from China, a move that Joe Biden, no matter what he says now, was never going to make. Joe Biden said it was xenophobic, fear-mongering, and racist. We would have had thousands more Americans die because of coronavirus with Joe Biden in charge. Do we really want to gamble with having this man? And by the way, some would have had to told him. Some would have to say, hey, uh, you should probably make this decision. He'd say, what? What are you talking about? I have no idea. And he'd probably go back to bed. Go back down to his, to his basement bunker. Uh, you got a, uh, you know, another woman on there was talking about her mother being an immigrant. And the president rightfully said, you know, we love to, we love to see that. Uh, you had another, uh, this guy gets on there, you know, are you aware of how tone deaf Make America Great Again is for African Americans? Well, African Americans were never, never doing better than what Donald Trump, Donald Trump talking about home ownership rate. How about for African Americans, the lowest unemployment record we have ever, ever seen? How about uh, school choice? You know, that happened under Donald Trump. How about opportunity zones? Donald Trump, police reform, criminal justice reform, $250 million annually to historically black colleges and universities. You had an African-American president for eight years. He didn't do a single thing for the African-American community. Why? Because he doesn't care. 
Barack Obama, where's Barack Obama now? Have we seen him sit down for an hour interview or anything like that? You would think the first African-American president would probably want to reflect on his time in the White House, but he knows he can't do it. He knows he can't because he knows he'll get questioned about Crossfire Hurricane. Although I say that now, I have no faith in the mainstream media asking him about that, asking him about what did he know? When did he know it? How a counterintelligence investigation doesn't start unless the president gives it the go-ahead? You know, that all happened. We know that Obama spied on Trump's campaign. Has he ever once come out and said, no, I didn't? Because he knows that he did. It's just unbelievable to me. He did nothing for Chicago, his hometown of Chicago. Kids are being shot and killed every weekend in Chicago. Every single day. You know, we see more and more murders in Chicago. Eight long years. Obama, Biden, didn't do anything. Didn't move a finger. Anyway, here's the headline. New dawn of peace in the Daily Caller. President Trump, Arab Israel leaders to sign historic uh, new uh, peace agreement. The Abraham, uh, Abraham Accords Peace Agreement. Uh, you had the UAE and Bahrain are the first Arab states to formalize diplomatic ties with the Jewish state of Israel in decades. Trump administration says several other Middle Eastern nations could follow suit. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu <coughs> excuse me, represented Israel at the event. Alongside uh, UAE Minister of Foreign Affairs Sheikh Abdullah bin Zayed Al Nahand. How many names does the guy have? And you had the uh, the foreign minister of Bahrain, uh, Dr. Abdullah Rashid Al Zahani. You know, it's always tough to pronounce some of those names. Here this afternoon to change the course of history, the president said. In Israel's history, there have only been two of these agreements, and now we have achieved two in a single month. UAE Al uh, Nayan. This initiative would have not been possible without the efforts of His Excellency President Donald Trump and his team who worked hard and sincerely for us to get here. Your Excellency Prime Minister Netanyahu, thank you for choosing peace and for halting the annexation of, the, of Palestinian territories. By the way, you don't see Palestine anywhere. Uh, as far as the, uh, uh, as far as these peace agreements go, but ac you know, excellent, fantastic, great. We want you. you how yeah, how many years? Peace in the Middle East. How about world peace? Well, that's what Donald Trump is bringing now. Barely even mentioned in the news media. If a Democrat did this, good Lord Almighty. Yeah, and by the way, again, eight years. Barack Obama, Joe Biden. They had. To do any of this, get any of this accomplished, never happened for them. Now, this this was good to see as far as I'm concerned. Lancaster protesters. Now, we were talking about um, the um, Ricardo Munoz, you know, the 27-year-old, the, uh, uh, the, uh, as the New York Post uh, describes it, the mentally ill 27-year-old who was seen on body cam footage charging with a knife in hand at a cop. The officer shot and killed Munoz Sunday afternoon outside his mother's house in uh, downtown Lancaster. Well, listen to this. The Lancaster protesters, right? There was protests over this death, which, again, you know, was not a wrongful death whatsoever. You got the de details right there. Lancaster protesters held on whopping 
$1 million bail, each on riot charges. Pennsylvania judge threw the book at several protesters accused of rioting by setting their bail at $1 million each. Lancaster police nabbed a dozen people and one juvenile for staging the riots around 3 a.m. Monday in clashes that culminated in police deploying tear gas at the crowd. So good for the judge there in Pennsylvania. I don't even uh, have his name up, should at this point though. But anyway, so let me get into now this article. Came out today, uh, like I said, Matthew Boos in American Greatness. America's on the ballot, so let's win. Americans may not be as patriotic as we once were, thank you Obama, Biden, but we do still basically think of ourselves as belonging, belonging to the nation of Washington and Lincoln. On November 3rd, we'll find out. The Democrats and Republicans spent hours giving speeches at their nominating conventions, but their respective takeaways were simple enough. One party thinks America is racist to the core and that it must give way to something radically new. The other party thinks America is already great and that it is worth defending. Vice President Mike Pence got to the heart of the matter. He said, quote, In this election, it's not so much whether America will be more conservative or more liberal, more Republican or more Democrat. The choice in this election is whether America remains America. Part policy boasts, part pay into the nation, President Trump's speech defended not only his first term in office, but the America of the last 250 years. Your vote will decide whether we protect law-abiding Americans or whether we give free reign to violent anarchists and agitators and criminals who threaten our citizens. This election will decide whether we will defend the American way of life or whether we will allow a radical movement to completely dismantle and destroy it. Uh, I just wanted to finish up on the article here. You can read, it's in American Greatness, Matthew Boos. The This election is not just about policy, but our heritage, our constitution, our most basic freedoms. We will choose whether to honor heroes like George Washington and criminal riffraff or criminal riffraff, excuse me, like George Floyd. We will choose whether America is a free nation where the rights to life, liberty, and property are secured or revolutionary despotism in which those rights are conditioned on what we believe and what we look like. Excellent, excellent article. And I think that he describes exactly what is on the ballot. You know, we, we got less than, what, 50, uh, today's uh, 49 days at this point. Yeah, we got seven weeks to go um, before, you know, be, when we decide what America do we want. Do we want capitalism? Do we want socialism? Do we want Donald Trump, which, again, Ivanka Trump, I think, illustrated it perfectly. Washington hasn't changed Donald Trump. Donald Trump has changed Washington. Look at the peace deal today. Look at look at how, how incredible that is. Something that Washington politicians like Joe Biden have never gotten done. Donald Trump in office for three years, and he's already on course to achieving peace. 
you know, all the accomplishments that we lay out with Donald Trump, you know, with uh, the Soleimani's death, al-Baghdadi's death, you know, this agreement today, uh, tax cuts, prescription drug costs, I won't go through all of them, but, you know, we've gone through it before, you know, getting companies to stay here and repatriating American jobs. These are things that Joe Biden has never done, things that Joe Biden doesn't want to do. Joe Biden and the Democrat Party, make no mistake, their goal is to destroy this country from within. And the only person stopping them from doing so is Donald J. Trump. 